Welcome to the Momentum Podcast, where our goal is to help real estate agents gain momentum toward their goals. Kristen, we are in episode 11. Wow. <laughs> so great. Awesome. So today's episode is going to be all about showings, and we have a lot of different topics in here, but really the meat and potatoes is how to prepare and tips and tricks that we've learned over the last three years. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I think a good place to start is in terms of setting expectations with our clients that we're going to spend time looking at houses with. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, Corey, if you might tee us off here with talking about how do you approach setting expectations regarding showing property? So I think, Kristen, this really comes in when we do buyer consultations. Mm. I 100% of the time have to do a buyer's consultation. I don't care if you're on the other side of the state or other side of the country. We're going to do one on Zoom. Mm. And through this, I have a portion of talking about timeline and how important that is. Mm -hmm. And then once they're ready to pull the trigger and let's say they're out of town, I want to set the expectation of when you come into town, because when you see a property on Online, it looks so much different than in person when you come into town this is what the current market looks like and currently mm. I think all across the country there's no inventory or like at two months maybe a little less right now of inventory and there's a gazillion buyers out there so with that being said you know and understanding the local market for us currently it's calling the listing agent once you have a showing and being pre that prepared agent it's telling them that you have a showing partner that if we can't jump on the spot and see the house in two days or less, then I've got a showing partner that'll go show the house for you. It's important not to be on the island and know mm -hmm. that you have business partners that will support you. But just setting those expectations of how you do business, I feel like is the most important thing and about the local market. Mm -hmm. What do you have to add to that? Yeah, I think the way I think about expectations is also in this framework of needs versus wants. Mm -hmm. So again, it ties back to that buyer consultation mm -hmm. where you're doing your part to understand what is driving and motivating your clients and what they are dreaming about in their property search and helping them get a better handle on what are the non-essentials and what are the essentials? What are the what are the hills we're gonna die on in this process? <laughs> and sometimes it's even getting two spouses on the same page <laughs> that might be approaching it differently. But the better you can understand where they're coming from, so that as you're looking at properties and you're looking at options to present to them, mm -hmm. as well as most clients are looking themselves, mm -hmm but you have a good handle on what are the deal breakers and then being able to present some options that might be a little outside of what they've told you, mm -hmm. but not outrageous mm -hmm. just to expand their, their thinking a bit. Mm -hmm. But that really helps when you're then actually going and looking at property mm -hmm. because you and I both know you can get really distracted when you walk into a house and maybe it's the decor or the era that the house was built in and decorated in. Mm -hmm. And so to keep focused on, okay, what are those essential components that we talked about mm -hmm. that are really important to you? Mm -hmm. Open floor plan, 
has to have three bedrooms, has to have a fenced yard, any of those mm-hmm. kind of elements, just keeping that central as you're looking at property. Yeah, and that brings up a great point that it is so important, and I have heard this over and over as being a listing agent too, from other buyer's agents that, oh, they didn't like the paint color in the room or <laughs> the deck. And it really is our responsibility as a buyer's agent to explain that those are easy fixes and that we are really wonderful at negotiating and we can work through that. If there are true issues and paint is just a simple fix. Mm-hmm. We got some people in our back pocket we can call and we can get that fixed right mm-hmm. up. Or pizza and beer night. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right? But it is... <laughs> You and I both experience that where mm-hmm. it's sometimes those simple cosmetic things mm-hmm. that can derail a, a property viewing and so helping reframe in the moment. Even something as far as maybe they've said, we just have to have a fenced yard. Well, I've shown p- plenty of properties that don't have a fenced yard mm-hmm. because guess what? You can add a fence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so being able to keep that open mind and determine what things can you reasonably Mm -hmm. fix or adjust Mm -hmm. to your liking and which things are more involved and maybe more costly Mm -hmm. that would dissuade you from a particular Mm -hmm. property. Yeah. Even I think about clients that say, oh, I love entertaining and I love cooking and the kitchen's super important to me. And I've seen some really big kitchens with tiny countertops Mm. and you, if you're critically thinking, you can say, oh, there is a spot right here in the middle for a big island. We can figure that out. That critical thinking on the spot is really important, I mm-hmm. think. Yep, for sure. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the nuts and bolts of how do you get yourself organized mm-hmm. for showings with your clients, whether you're showing one or four properties mm-hmm. and one block of time. Mm -hmm. How do you approach that? How do you think about it? Mm -hmm. Well, it's really important to me, and I say this over and over to buyers, that we don't see more than five. Mm -hmm. Now, there are people, of course, that I will change my expectation there uh, because they are in town for a day. Mm -hmm. But after five, I've just found that human nature is people just get confused and what house is what. But in that case, even with five, I have a notebook. I give my clients a little notebook so that we can name houses. So we'll be like the little red house or the Mm -hmm. house on the hill or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we all take notes simultaneously. So I think bringing a notepad for your clients and yourself, printing out all the MLS paperwork, all of the attachments. I wouldn't say all the attachments. It's not that important to know about mineral oil and gas. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. With, within reason. Yes. <laughs> and then even the survey, you can pull that up on your phone or we use LandGlide app, mm-hmm. which is wonderful and it GPSs you mm-hmm. and obviously not the survey, mm-hmm. but... And then obviously I look through that paperwork too before I print it to make sure that those houses are the right fit because sometimes there can be huge issues and if your clients are not ones that can see past flooding or whatever that looks like to point that out to them to save both of your time Mm -hmm. and then I think it's really important too to call the listing agent especially in today's market before you go see it obviously you're going to schedule it immediately Mm. and get call them because 
to make sure that there's no offers on the table or maybe they're going to accept offers that evening. Like I think that I've had that happen way too many times that that is an important piece Mm-hmm. Um, to the puzzle. And I know, Kristen, you've got some things to add here too. So talk to us a little bit about scheduling and what that looks like for you. Yeah, I think there's this element of wanting to deliver great service to your clients and yet also maintain that flexibility. Mm-hmm. So I'm a planner, so I want to have everything mm-hmm. put into place when we head out because usually we're meeting up at a destination and then we're either going to ride together or caravan Mm -hmm. to our uh, places. And so I'll prep as much as I can to give them a sense of what our day is going to look like if we're looking at multiple properties and we're driving all over the region. Sometimes I go as far as putting a little snack basket together if I know we have talked previously and we just aren't going to take time to stop for lunch, but we're going to be gone for several hours. It's going to span a meal time, so throwing some granola bars, some fruit, water bottles, just for myself and for them to make sure that we've got some fuel to keep going because <laughs> it can get long and, and then you've got some car time in between to snack up. But yeah. but then I think there's also this component, and I've had this happen a couple of times where we're looking in a particular area and there's a similar property that's nearby that we didn't schedule a showing to go see, but we got to the place we did schedule and it just didn't meet expectations mm-hmm. or just was different than any of us expected. Mm-hmm. And so quick and sometimes, out. yeah. And so now we've got all this time. So I'll do a quick search depending on what my internet connection is like, what sort of receptivity I have in the area. But if I can pull up, one or two other options. And then I'll just make a quick phone call to the listing agent Mm -hmm. and say, hey, we're in the area. We've got a few minutes between showings. Could we stop by and take a look at this property? Mm -hmm. Or other times it's what's called a go and show. So it's an easy, if I'm able to pull it up, schedule the showing. And I'm like, hey guys, guess what? We can go look at this property in the other neighborhood and we'll just go quickly look at it. Mm -hmm. And then our schedule stays on track. Mm -hmm. And I sort of pride myself on how I put itineraries together (laughs) because I feel like I always get it right in terms of travel time and how much time we're going to spend at the property. Even if one goes longer, another one will go shorter and it all comes out in the wash. So just thinking of ways that you can go above and beyond during the showings, Mm -hmm. because that's such precious time that you have with with these folks. You're together, you're talking about what they're seeing. And so I just try to make the most of it, Mm -hmm. you know, when it happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think most MLSs have what we have here too, of that scheduling feature where you can go and schedule. And of course, some of them you have to wait till they confirm, but it's cool that some of them have a smart route that'll help you Mm -hmm. determine what the distance between each are. I, for some reason, give an an hour time for showings, which I know some people think that that's too long, but I'll also overlap the next a little bit. Yeah. Um, because sometimes it goes longer or shorter. And like you said, I just keep those listing agents in, in check to be Mm -hmm. able to call them and see if we can come early or if we're behind a little bit or what that looks like. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. And, and asking too, like, do you guys want to go get lunch? Would you rather pack something? Mm -hmm. Help me understand what's 
needed because yeah. I can make anything happen. Right. But like you said, always carry snacks. <laughs> I've had a client almost pass out because she was just oh. so, and I told her multiple times I have snacks. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But yeah, I think it's always important to have that just in case. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it all comes back to being the prepared agent, mm -hmm. anticipating as much as you possibly can what things are going to unfold over the course of your day together. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's things that happen that are completely outside of our control. Mm -hmm. I've had a day of scheduled showings, and on the way to the first showing, it gets canceled for whatever reason and then had another showing just blow up and this was one day with one client and so you just have to think quickly and be as adaptable and <laughs> flexible as you possibly can and hope that your clients too are understanding and can roll with the punches. Right. <laughs> so let's get into during the showing. What does that look like for you? Are you just letting him in the door? I know that that's not what you're doing, but what else are you doing <laughs> while you're there? Well, I think there is an element of I like to step back and give them mm -hmm. space. This is their search. This is going to be their home, not mine. And so I like to let them choose the route that they're going to go through the house. Mm -hmm. And maybe they go, if, if it's a family, maybe they go together. Maybe some split off and go one way and some <laughs> go the other way. I've had some people want to start at the outside and they want to do the exterior loop and look at the foundation and gutters and things outside. And then they'll go inside and do a deeper dive there. So I, I give that option to them to let them direct where they want to go and then I too want to look at every part of the house and so I can either do that on my own or with them and I'll give them some things that I advise them to be looking for so obviously we're on the lookout for material facts. <laughs> so I'm looking for any visible water damage or cracks in a foundation or those visible components. Do the floors slope when you're walking on them? <laughs> I pull up rugs and I see what's underneath the rug. Are we covering anything or is it just decor? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so doing some of your own investigating, but I talk them through that and tell them what I'm doing. I'm looking over here because I want to see if there's X. And then finding out from them what's important to them. Was it are the stairs too far apart from each other where it's awkward or maybe they don't want that many stairs. I don't know. There's a hundred <laughs> things, but trying to do it in sync with them, mm -hmm. tuning into what's important to them. Mm -hmm. How about you? Yeah. How do you navigate the showing itself? Well, it's funny throughout my career in real estate, I have been told every which way to do a showing mm. that you shouldn't say anything because buyers will listen and you should let the inspection, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I just go back to what I wanted in a real estate agent for a buyer's agent. Mm -hmm. And I want someone who I feel confident with, someone that I can trust. I remember one of my, we bought two homes before I was a real estate agent and one of my um, buyer's agents poked the ceiling where there was some wetness mm -hmm. and um, or moisture mm -hmm. and that was awesome. I was like, that is so cool. Like he got on a chair mm -hmm. to go check it out. And yep. so I valued that. So I have 
put all of those people that have told me not to away Mm -hmm. in a little box, Mm -hmm. let it float away. Mm -hmm. And then I've done that. I've done the same thing. Like you're talking about scan the room, check to see if there's moisture. I think this is super important to talk about too. When preparing, I have a backpack that has a moisture reader. It's got a a tape measure to see if their king bed's going to fit or Mm. extra booties. If we get muddy or there's all sorts of, we can cover that at another time, but I have a kit in the back of my car. Yeah. I think the kit's so important to have because we really have to set ourselves apart. We're in an age where more and more homes have security cameras and ring cameras and Mm -hmm. the like, and I always dislike those showings in particular, but I try to just prepare my buyers and let them know that whether it's in the listing or not, sometimes they'll be very explicit about what security features are at the house, but I always just assume that there are. And so I try to guide my clients to just keep your opinions to yourself. If you really dislike some of the choices they've made with furniture, that stuff is superficial. You can change out furniture, but let's not like disparage or talk negatively about the seller or their choices or while we're in the home. And for sure, let's not talk about anything related to offers or anything confidential that you don't want the seller Mm -hmm. to know. So sometimes I'll just do a little prep talk with them before we go in the house Mm -hmm. to just say, hey, word of caution here. There are security cameras. We don't know if they're on, they're not on. Let's assume they are. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah legally, you're not allowed to listen. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> but we, we know, know things happen. Yes, <laughs> we know it happens. It's so true. I was also going to mention, too, I think it's really important for us as the buyer's agent. You had mentioned, like, some people like to go outside first. Mm-hmm. And it just brought up a story for me where a client would go inside immediately, but I knew the outside was so important to her Mm. and gardening and direction of the sun and all that stuff. And so she kept coming into the front door. That was the first thing she would do. So I kind of stopped her lightly and said, I think it's best that we go on the outside of the house to see if that is the right fit for you. Mm. And it helped her so much. A time saver. Yes, a time saver. Because <laughs> we were able to sometimes not go inside. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. If it was like, this is a deal breaker right. outside. Right. We don't even need to see the inside. Right. Exactly. It saved us so much time. So I think that's important to know your clients and understand what they need and what they versus what they want. Yeah, so. that's awesome. I love that. If we can switch gears a little bit for this next segment, I, I wonder how you have handled situations where maybe clients have looked at or wanted to look at 50 properties with you (laughs) and maybe that's been over a long period of time maybe that's been in a more condensed Mm -hmm. period of time how have you handled that experience I tend to call them (laughs) looky-loos the people who just want to look at property Mm -hmm. and just refuse to pull the trigger (laughs) whether it's an intentional choice or they just sincerely have not found what they're looking for but I wonder if you have something to offer from your own experience so I think it's really important to first start out this conversation with Make sure that you know that everybody has their own journey Mm -hmm. and that some people are very serious but do need to see Mm -hmm. a lot of homes. I've got a couple examples. So one, my clients lived in Raleigh, which is about four hours east of us, and they could only come 
a weekend or two. Mm-hmm. And whatever was available is what we were able to see. And that's just how it went. And we saw seriously 50 houses. You mentioned that mm-hmm. number and that's mm-hmm. what we saw before <laughs> we found. So right at the number 35, I was feeling defeated. And mm-hmm. so were they. So mm-hmm. what I did is I did a buyer's consultation with them right in the very beginning. But I said, hey, guys, I want to get on a Zoom with you, and let's just rehash. Let's talk about things. And basically, I took ownership that it was my fault. And I Mm -hmm. said, guys, I really feel like I'm not doing my job because my job is to help you find a house. And I just really laid that groundwork for them to to know that I felt like I was not doing my job, which Mm -hmm. is true. And they were like, no, 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 it's not you. And and. I swear, guys, we found a house like 10 times later, but <laughs> they were able to really focus. Yeah, and when we you came, rounded a corner. Yes. And they even got to the point where they would send me something. We want to see this ASAP. And then two minutes later, they'd text me, actually, we saw the backyard and it's not a right fit for us. So that was really great. And then another experience is during COVID times, these clients were really worried about getting their vaccines. And so... I did virtual showings with them. Mm-hmm. This is another 50 mm. houses. They wanted to be in Hendersonville, North Carolina. One and two, one and two, mm-hmm. one and two. We showed so many houses and they just weren't happy. Well, they came to town. We had set up three in Hendersonville, one in Fletcher, which is a little further north of Hendersonville. I knew that Hendersonville was so important to them. They wanted to be close to downtown, but I kind of get the feel for these guys. Mm -hmm. So I said, I set one up. I know it's not where you guys want to be, but I just want to take you there. So that's the house they bought, mm. which is hilarious, right? So sometimes you do know your buyers yeah. better than they know what they yeah. want, especially our first-time home buyers. Yeah. And they spent some time downtown Hendersonville, and they did not like it as much as they thought they would. Ah, interesting. So I also think... <laughs> Crisis averted. Yeah, right? I also think a huge tip that I've learned is to make sure that you highlight some areas to tour so if they've never been here Mm -hmm. don't even waste your time going to look at houses Mm -hmm. send them to the town send them to the food places and have them explore first because that would have saved me so much time yeah (laughs) and I appreciate you sharing that because I think there's just a transparency there when you're getting started in your career Mm -hmm. and you make a lot of mistakes that you then learn from and you handle future clients and their experiences very differently Mm -hmm. so I think we've all been there in terms of things that we'll never do again or just course corrections that we've been able to make based on our own lived Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. so I love that (laughs) anything you'd (laughs) offer in closing Are there any stories you want to share? You mentioned virtual showings. Certainly that has gone down post-COVID, but it still does happen. Mm -hmm. And I know everyone has their own personal feelings about that. But from my experience, I did quite a bit of that because I have clients that don't live here. Mm -hmm. They're not in the area. Mm -hmm. So that has just been built into my portfolio, so to speak, of what I offer Mm -hmm. to my clients is I'm willing to go and either video the house 
myself or bring them along on a FaceTime or Google Duo or Mm -hmm. whatever we can manufacture depending on the connection. And I always give people the caveat of, I can't guarantee what our connection is going to be like. So plan A is this and plan B is this. Mm -hmm. And just have that in your tool bag. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've only had one actual purchase that was a sight unseen Mm -hmm. and it meant a lot to me because they put their trust in me to show them the property to point out everything that I possibly could Mm -hmm. so that they could make the most informed decision Mm -hmm. and so that's a big responsibility and I'm glad I didn't have a lot like that but it ended up being successful Mm -hmm. and they're very happy with their home and (laughs) their property. But I just think it's another component that I think every agent has to decide if that's something they're willing to do, comfortable with, how they're going to actually manage the mechanics Mm -hmm. of that. That's up to them. And letting the buyer decide that too, because I know I've had clients where I was like, I don't think this is a great idea, but they were like, this is the only option for us Mm -hmm. because we can't spend the money to fly out there if we're going to spend all the money to buy a house. And I was like, okay, well, once we got under contract, I said, do you have family nearby that will drive to me or Mm -hmm. friends that you Mm -hmm. trust? And in fact, they had a builder friend that they did trust awesome. that was able to come. And that just made me feel so much better too. Yeah. That's <laughs> Wait, great. You're not even going to come when you're under contract? Okay. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I think we have to be really resourceful mm-hmm. and we have to be smart and do our best to navigate every client situation. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope this was really helpful and please comment on our Instagram, Mm -hmm. Momentum Momentum in Real Real Estate. Estate. Yes. (laughs) And let us know what you think. Uh, And we hope you have a wonderful day. (laughs) Bye. Bye.